All right, welcome back to the Couch Potato Podcast. Uh, this week's episode, uh, we're doing Dirty Work, starring the late, great Norm MacDonald. On this week's episode, uh, Lucas won't be on here, so I went and got myself a tag team partner that is worthy of being on the Couch Potato Podcast. I got Jason coming back this week. You might remember him from the Bad News Bears episode from a few weeks ago, so you guys are in for a treat. So coming up next is Dirty Work. Ever since he was a kid. Hand over the milk money. I'm afraid I can't do that, Derek. I'm just not sure you'll spend it on milk. Mitch was only good at one thing. You are the king of revenge. Now he's making it a business. That was really funny, sticking the cops on us like that. I thought it was funny, but I'm surprised you guys did. So if you need revenge... Let us do your dirty work. Call the professionals. They'll give you the shirt off their back. Ah! Dirty Work, rated PG-13. Starts Friday, June 12th. All right, welcome back to the Couch Potato Podcast. Uh, I'm Russ. Uh, unfortunately, Lucas won't be with us tonight. Uh, we're doing a uh, an episode. Uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, Lucas didn't think this movie's funny, so that makes him a fucking communist. But uh, don't worry, gang. I uh, I scoured the earth to find a suitable co-host, and I, I've done it. I've, I found somebody tonight that's on Lucas's level. And he's been on the show before, so welcome Jason back to the show. Jason, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you, damn commies? Yeah, no, Lucas. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can understand where he's coming from. Um, you know, like you and I have discussed, uh, Norm McDonald is not everyone's cup of tea. And I think the first time I watched this movie, I probably didn't really like it, um, but catching it on TV the times that I did afterwards. Um, I really enjoy it now. It's one of those cult classics. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, uh, we're uh, we're doing dirty work tonight, gang. Uh, we were supposed to do Goldeneye, but uh, unfortunately, Norm MacDonald passed away recently. And for me, uh, Norm MacDonald is probably on my Mount Rushmore favorite comedians. So I, I wanted to do it. Plus, I honestly didn't think there was going to be another time we would do this movie. So, so yeah, here we are. So Goldeneye will be down the road, maybe sooner rather than later with a new Bond movie coming up. But, hey, enough with Bond. He's got his own shit. We're going to talk about Norm MacDonald tonight. So, uh, so Norm MacDonald, uh, why do you love Norm? Uh, well, I mean, for me, growing up, SNL, uh, the anchor desk, that weekend um, update, yeah. Probably, yeah, that was probably always my favorite part of Saturday Night Live growing up. Uh, I was kind of too young to remember Eddie Murphy and um, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd. I mean, they were kind of leaving as I was coming in and being able to watch Saturday Night Live. So I got, you know, Norm MacDonald, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, and the movies that they've all made have just, I don't know. They've brought joy to my childhood. So, Mm uh, yeah, I mean that, that would be the, yeah, the, the anchor, the, the the weekend update is easily my favorite. And he was always my favorite Mm. at the, at the desk. Yeah. Like, uh, that, that's my Saturday night live that I grew up with. I came in on the tail end of like when Carvey was still there. And yeah. Mike Myers, and then like yeah, they got Sandler, Chris Rock, uh, Farley, all those. Yeah, that's my SNL 
crew too. And then, yeah, like um, I used to really like Dennis Miller. I did like he was my favorite as a kid doing the the weekend update until Norm came along. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. since then, like you know, Norm has always been like he's the best at the the weekend update. And uh, I mean, like for me, like I always found him like hysterical because like he he was bound and determined to like the joke was coming whether you wanted it or not, you know. Yeah. And like yeah. even if the joke bombed, like he played it till like he eventually got you like especially with like the pauses and the the delivery, like. Mm-hmm. It was coming. You know, you're going to laugh yeah. whether you wanted to or not. And, like, I don't know, he would just – and another thing that I always liked about him, too, is, like, he never really, like, danced around, like, much in innuendo. And, like, I've got a favorite scene in this movie that kind of is a, a perfect example of that. But he never really danced around innuendo or trying to make you think about it. He just flat out said it. Yeah. Like, I remember – uh like. And then, like, just some of the stuff he would say, like, I always remember Weekend Update, like, during the O.J. Simpson trial, he just was just cutting O.J. down. Um, and just, like, it was just, yeah, it just <laughs> kept, I mean, the whole episode, actually, I think that got him fired down the road, too. Yeah, uh, I think he said that, that he believed that was the reason he got fired, because one of the executives was friends with O.J., and he kept calling him a murderer even though he had gotten off from the, the trial. And I still think a lot of people thought he was guilty. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that, that he believes that's the reason he actually got fired, but didn't they have him back? Like, yeah, he hosted shortly? the show like a year later. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the only time he hosted the show. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's, it's a shame to his movie career. Never really took off. Like, I know he was always, like, yeah. a bit player. And I remember when yeah. I was doing some of the research on Dirty Work, he actually didn't even want to star in this. He wanted to be yeah. the director and the writer on it. But they just yeah. kind of roped him in the... Well, I think with Norm, he never really plays any character in anything that he does. He's always himself. Mm-hmm. And he tries to to be the kid, but he, he always shines through. And, I mean, that's... I mean, even in this movie, I don't think he's playing Mitch. I think he's playing Norm. Yeah, it's uh, if Norm McDonald was a, a broken down loser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, even like when you said that made me think of like even with the Burt Reynolds impression on Saturday Night Live, which is still my favorite, and it's how I identify <laughs> Burt Reynolds to this day. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I actually have a funny story about that. Um, Tuesday after he passed, my wife come home from work and she was kind of thumbing through her phone and she said, she shows me a picture of Burt Reynolds. She said, Did, didn't he die a while ago? I said, yeah, a few years ago he died. And she's like, well, why are people saying he passed today? I said, no, Norm McDonald passed it. He played him on <laughs> Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL, mm-hmm. you know, a.k.a. Turd Ferguson. And she just kind of looked at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah. forget it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never understand. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, he was just, like, even uh, later on, uh, like, even though he didn't become a movie star, I always noticed that he was, like, always the awesome guest on talk shows. Yeah. Like, uh, you and I were talking before uh, we came on, like, that the, the moth joke he told on Conan. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, he was always that, that guest that, like uh, – was always going to kill it. 
whenever he come on. I remember I seen a clip. I didn't get a chance to watch all of it, but uh, oh, what's the actress's name? She was on Melrose Place. Courtney Thorne Smith. Oh, Courtney Thorne Smith. Yeah, where he she was on. I want to say it was Conan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she was promoting that movie she did with Carrot Top, and Norm McDonald was the guest that came on before, and he seriously roasted her for a good fifteen yeah. minutes about about and, that being know, in that movie. The best part about it is she was a uh, she went right along with it. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, he was just on a roll. You just have to let him go. Yeah, and I mean, even if you go back and you watch his roast to Bob Saget. I actually just watched that before I, I got a hold of you. And I mean, I don't think anyone really got what he was doing, but if you've got a stage full of comedians and they're all laughing, I think that's like the ultimate compliment to mm-hmm. what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was the ultimate clean roast <laughs> of someone. Yeah, I was watching that. My son come into the room. He goes, what are you watching? So I showed it to you. He goes, Dad, that's not even funny. I'm like, I'll have to explain this to you when you get older, man. But, yeah, it's like it was actually hysterical because it's like it was just the complete opposite of what you'd expect in a roast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll uh, roll into the uh, the categories here. Um, The Tale of the Tape, uh, this was released on June the 12th, 1998. This stars Norm MacDonald, Artie Lang. Which, have you seen his nose? Oh, yeah. Caved in. Dude. I was, uh, I seen a picture of him the other day. It, it is, looks like a wadded up fruit roll up. <laughs> so much coke. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever want to see the effects of cocaine on your nose, just look up Artie Lang present day, and that ought to be enough to sway you from it. Um, yeah. Trailer Howard, Jack Warden, and we get Shooter McGavin. Oh, the ultimate uh, comedy villain. Oh, yeah. Classic movie asshole, Christopher McDonald. Um, This was directed by Bob Saget. Yes, that same Bob Saget from Full House. Um, Rotten Tomatoes score of uh, 14% from critics and uh, 65% from audiences. Uh, This was a bomb at the box office. It only made $10 million on a $13 million budget. As a matter of fact, I remember my uh, my friend and I went seeing this opening day when it came out movie theaters, and him and I at a seven o'clock showing on a Friday were the only two people in a movie theater. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, it doesn't really surprise me because you didn't you don't really remember seeing a whole bunch of advertising for this movie, and right. I, you know, getting into you know him being fired. I think that's one of the the things that, you know, when he was fired, NBC wouldn't run the, the trailer on their network. Yeah, and he couldn't promote it either. I know uh, I just listened to um, – I don't know if you listened to the uh, Conan O'Brien podcast, Conan Needs a Friend, which is a much better oh. podcast than this one. Um, <laughs> uh, him and Andy Richter were talking about Norm MacDonald, and I guess apparently Don Olmeyer is the executive in question. Um, and, uh, they basically, Conan wanted to book him to be on the show to promote the movie. And old Meyer said, no, we're, he's, we're not running ads. We're not going to have him come on our shows to promote his film. He's not allowed. And then Conan said, well, I think he'd be a great guest. 
then Olmeyer, I guess, replied back to Conan in a memo that uh, I thought you were better than that. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, if uh, you could tell by the Rotten Tomatoes score, was not nominated, nor did it win any awards. And you can currently find this movie on HBO Max. Which uh, yeah, I think in terms of uh, movies on an app right now, that HBO Max is a home run. Like, they've got just about anything. Yeah. Unlike awesome. Paramount Plus, which we've done four movies from them <laughs> and not a single one of them are on the, on the fucking app, which makes yeah, no sense I mean, to me at all. Whoever, they're, they're shooting themselves. Yeah, whoever's running that app needs to be fired. Yeah. You don't have the Wayne's World movies and Forrest Gump. Like, come on. Come yeah. on. All right. Well, we'll get into the research corner real quick. I will, uh, being the uh, the host, you my guest, I will let you go first with your research. What do you have uh, for us there, good All right. sir? All right. So I think one thing that would have changed the entire trajectory of the movie. Was oh, you're, now you don't have to use big words. We're we're kind of yeah. we're, we're common folk around here. Yeah. Well, you know. As I was researching, I found that Rodney Dangerfield was actually written to be the movie theater owner, manager. What? Instead of Don Rickle. Oh, dude. And, and, you know, don't get me wrong. Rodney Dangerfield is one of my favorite comedic actors of all time. Mm -hmm. But he's notorious for his no respect. Yeah. Act. And Don Rickles is the king of roasting people. I mean, he was absolutely perfect for what they were trying to accomplish to get their business started. Mm -hmm. If Rodney Dangerville comes in there and gives that type of speech, it's not believable. Right. You would have had Um, to have rewritten that whole scene to play to his strength. Yeah. 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 Um, So, yeah, that was one thing I found that was interesting. And another person who was offered a role in the movie but turned it down was Howard Stern was offered the role of Satan instead of Adam Sandler. Really? Yeah. But he turned it down. And that's another thing. I'm like, you know, Adam Sandler's in this movie for 20 seconds. But every time I see him do that 20 second, first we eat the pig and then we burn. (laughs) It cracks me up. Every time I couldn't, I couldn't imagine Howard Stern trying to pull that off. No, it wouldn't have worked. Wouldn't have worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, Chris Farley's last movie. Yeah, I have that written down too. Yeah, that one, that one kind of bummed me out when I, because I kept thinking it was Beverly Hills Ninja for some reason, but I think that was the last one that he was the major star in. Mm-hmm. Or wasn't um, it? Was it that one, almost or was it Heroes? that one with uh, Matthew, Matthew Perry? Perry? Yeah, Almost Heroes. That's Yeah, that just popped into my head. I'm not sure which one it was, but... Neither one. Yeah, but, A great way to go out. Yeah, no. But, I mean, last movie for, for Chris Farley and another person in this movie that every time he's on screen, he absolutely just has me in tears laughing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Chris Farley's greatness that, too. Yeah, I thought I was I was glad that you know we got Norm, we got Adam Sandler, we got Chris Farley all in one movie. Um, even though 
Adam Sandler was only in it for 20 seconds. Chris Farley had maybe three or four scenes in it, but every time he was on there, um, he just killed it. So those were, my, I don't know if I have, well, I mean, I did, I did see that uh, Norm was interested in writing a part two before he passed away. So mm. I would have been interested to see how that would have been in today's world. Like, what would you have done? with the with this part two that's that's a good question because i i may address that later on all right uh yeah when you're talking about chris farley uh one of the lasting things from this movie i still use it to this day whenever i go to a jukebox i always no matter what song i'm playing i always yell g7 and you know yeah i've i've done that a few times and people just kind of look at me I'm like, oh, you've never seen Dirty Work. My bad. Well, and also, too, like uh, the Pina Colada song. I know it It was a fairly big hit when it came out. And then yeah. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy like put it on a whole nother level. But I always associate uh, that song with this movie. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Every too. time I always picture like him getting thrown through the window at the bar. <laughs> yep. Um. I didn't have a lot either. I mean, you kind of touched on this was Farley's last movie. Uh, he passed away six months after this came out, or before this came yeah. out, sorry. And then, uh, yeah, we went into the whole uh, Norm fired from SNL thing. Uh, the only thing that I have that's different is uh, this movie was written originally to be rated R. But oh, yeah. uh, MGM wanted to be PG-13, uh, thinking that uh, there wouldn't be an audience for R-rated comedies. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I guess they hadn't shot any alternate scenes or different takes. So you may, if you watch it closely enough, I seen it when I watched it the other day, that you can tell some of the lines are dubbed. Oh, yeah. 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 I did notice that. I, that's the first time I noticed it, and I didn't pick up on it until I, I did the research for this. But um, Well, um, you know, to, to kind of build on that, it was funny because Chevy Chase – when he read the script, he wanted them to keep the R rating and wanted them to fight to keep everything into the movie. And I guess one scene in particular that he really enjoyed involved donuts and then photographing them around their genitalia. Uh, Yeah, I did see that. (laughs) But I guess the network wasn't going to go for it. And then, well, the the movie studio wasn't going to go for that. But... Yeah, I mean, I really wish there was, like, an unrated version of this movie because I think there's a scene where they're in jail and you can see, I think it's uh, Sam says he mouths anal rape or or Mitch mouths anal rape, Uh but they dub over it with the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I when I was researching, I did see that and I noticed some of the, the lines were, were dubbed over and you can clearly see mouse anal rape uh-huh. instead of the other thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's pretty funny. You know, when I was looking that up and I seen that, I was just curious to see, like I looked up R rated comedies of uh, that era. Um, two mm-hmm. months later, uh, Fox releases. There's something about Mary and that ends up being like the biggest hit of the summer. Yeah, I think had legs. Uh, like that thing was like making money until like October. R-rated yeah. comedy, way to go, MGM. Yeah, um, killed it. 
Yeah. And then, of course, I think it starts out that renaissance, like American Pie comes out after that, the Apatow stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. No wonder MGM's wow. only got Bond now, which actually they don't even have that. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, the I Drink Your Milkshake Award for the best scene of the movie. Uh, I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. This was as difficult for me as the Step Brothers one was a few weeks ago because yeah. I, I couldn't narrow it down to just one. Um, honorable mention, I, I really like this scene when uh, he has the, uh, he's tripping and like the, uh, he th- uh, pictures Gary Coleman in the boxing yeah. match and Gary Coleman's all like fired up. He's like, yeah, yeah. And then like they introduce like, him, he's fighting Ken Norton Sr., and Ken Norton just yeah. walks right up to him and knocks him out cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still gets Absolutely me every time. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I like that, and then I also like the uh, when they play the prank on the fraternity. Yeah. And when he <laughs> makes that phone call, he goes, hello, real cops? Yeah, yeah. And then like the cops show up to the house and then uh, they talk about a complaint and that guy goes, yeah, right. And just hauls off and hits the cop. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, my favorite one is the movie theater scene. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Like some of that Don Rickles stuff hasn't aged very well. Yeah. I mean, no. especially the, the stuff about, uh, you know, the, the suck and sand that that stuff just doesn't like, Dude, come on. Yeah. But uh, there's some really yeah. good stuff from him, too, where he's, like, especially he's making fun of uh, Sam and Mitch. Like, uh, I always liked that he had the personality of a moth. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, I read that that was ad-libbed. Oh, the the and, Rickles stuff? Yeah. the When he comes out there and he starts ripping into Sam, and then when he goes to Mitch, it was a complete – ad-libbed and he was actually ripping on norm himself and not mitch the character uh-huh and they said it went on for like 10 minutes they just let him go and man i would give anything to see that uncut mm. oh <laughs> yeah i mean because you know you have a comedian ripping a comedian i want to see both reactions um, but, <clears throat> i don't know if you could find them but I know I, I'm not a big infomercial guy. Usually if I see one, like, oh, I would yeah. just flip right through the channel. But yeah. when they used to advertise the Dean Martin celebrity roast, and it oh, would just yeah. be like they'd play like clips, and they had the Don mm-hmm. Rickles shit, I would sit there and just watch all that. And then like I would just change the channel yeah. as soon as it was done. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was classic. Uh, I mean, he's kind of – who would you say would be the best today? What, Jeff Ross? Maybe he – um, yeah, maybe, but uh, yeah, no one's on that level. Yeah, um, that yeah that that seems probably one of my favorites too. And I also like <clears throat> I think it's uh, when I was talking earlier about how like literal Norm could be when he tells his jokes, like yeah. when they put the porn movie on the movie like the movie theater and like the name of the movie title it, like just sums up Norm Macdonald's sense of humor perfectly. Yeah. It's like Men in Black. We like to have sex with each other. Yeah. <laughs> like the dialogue, like it says, uh, this alien looks like a hot guy. We better have sex with it. Yeah. 
That's yeah, that's a hundred percent Norm McDonald right there. Yeah, th- that one's my favorite. Like, yeah, I every time I watch it, that's the scene. Like, if that's on, like, yeah, I'm gonna at least sit and watch this scene. So, yeah, uh, what do you got? Um, for me, it's the yeah, the movie scene's probably my favorite. Um, but there's a couple of others. The bar scene where they get into the fight. Um, that's when he meets. Kathy for the first time Mm -hmm. and you know they're watching that Travis Cole press conference or whatever and he makes that comment to her that guy has the best life there's people that do the stomping and people that get stomped on and she makes the comment to him like who told who said that she's like that famous guy you know Jesus (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then of course he gets in um, Sam gets into the fight and Mitch has to go and defend his friend and actually the reason I like that whole scene is it reminds me of one particular time when you and I and our buddy Paul had gone to Steak and Shake and, <laughs> <laughs> and we had gotten into uh, I call it a shouting match nothing ever came out of it but every time I, I I think I see that part in that movie. I always think Paul is Artie Lang, and then I'm Chris Farley over on the trying to pick out a song <laughs> to get us hyped up to fight. And then you being the nicest guy in the world, you're over there like, I gotta go over here and, and do this. <laughs> I'm just glad I didn't get thrown through a window. <laughs> yeah, I always think about. Yeah, like that's exactly because I remember Paul was running his mouth the entire time, and I was hyping him up like, "Yeah, we're gonna go out in the parking lot," and you're just kind of standing over there like, "Oh God, what, is, what have I got myself into?" And uh, well, that was like a lot of our uh, our weekend adventures, though. It would be somebody would yeah. just get a little too much too uh, too much to drink, and then all of a sudden it just goes downhill. Yeah. Yeah, that every time I see that, that's the first thing I think of. And the the last one for me is the scene in the car lot with the hookers and the trunk. That was going to be my pick originally. And <laughs> I completely forgot um, <clears throat> what's his name, David. Oh, yeah, it's uh, young David Ketcher. I think it's Keckner. Yeah. I don't Kechner, know. Kechner. We'll call him Kechner. I probably <clears throat> yeah, totally I mean, mispronounced it. I didn't even, I completely forgot that was who that was in this movie. And then the dead, I've never seen so many dead hookers. Oh God, have I? You know, that's that guy the guy off. that uh, takes the pictures of Chris Farley and black sheep was trying to blackmail him. <laughs> no, My friends call me cash. Oh, that's yeah. that dude. Yeah. yeah, it was. And that's where uh, Jimmy a.k.a. Chris Farley, finds the Saigon whore that bit off his nose. <laughs> <laughs> and amazingly, he shows up there within, like, ten seconds yeah, from the like, bar. The time is, like, of, like is inconsequential in this movie. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, even with the, the scene where they, they call the cops on the fraternity, they get their yeah. asses kicked, manage to rent cop outfits, and get to that <laughs> fraternity in, like, ten minutes. And then, yeah. yeah, like, that bar must have seriously been right across the street from that car lot. 
Yeah, I mean, it had to have been. I mean, he's sitting there in the bar. There's a Saigon hoy that bit off my nose. And all of a sudden, five seconds later, he's there. <laughs> Wake up, whore. <laughs> Uh, that that's that was gonna be my uh, my scene too, but like yeah. I don't know, like watching it again on Saturday, the the movie theater scene still cracks me up. Oh yeah, because uh, yeah, he even takes that uh, the the running gag. There's two running gags. It's the he gets thrown through a window anytime there's any physical altercation, and then he always has this tape recorder note to self, and he takes that note yeah. to self. Sam looked at the screen. Yeah, <laughs> so great. And then I uh, didn't even make the cut was the bearded lady. I like that scene too. Yeah. I mean, it's you ever been with a bearded like lady that. before? Well, honey, you ain't lived. Note to self. I don't want to live. <laughs> it's amazing. Like every scene seems to have some high quality. I mean, big name per, I mean, Rebecca Romaine, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Farley, Chevy Chase, Jack Warden. Um, Cash from Black Sheep, the guy that sold the pictures. Yeah, yeah. David Keckner. I mean, it had a really good cast of, of characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, Don Rickles. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, even uh, Chris Farley's brother, Kevin. There. Oh, the, yeah, he is a, he's a, one of the movie ushers, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, also a uh, couple of old Saturday Night Live writers are the homeless guys. Uh, Jim oh, Downey, yeah. who is a, mm-hmm. uh, a Will Fer- uh, not Will Ferrell, but a Norm MacDonald collaborator. They did a bunch of stuff. And then Fred Wolf is the guy that says, uh, asks the guy at the, the movie theater if he farted. And he goes, oh, wait a minute, that's me from earlier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so are we going with the, uh, the movie theater scenes, the best scene? Yeah. 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 But you can't go wrong. There's like seven or eight really hilarious scenes in this movie. But just for time's sake, we'll go with the movie theater scene. Um, uh, we introduced a new category. It's uh, the it's I don't like sand. It's coarse. It's rough. For the worst scene of the movie. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. Okay. Based off of uh, Hayden Christensen's stirring performance as Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars. <laughs> okay. Um, I have the scene with Dr. Farthing where he tells Mitch and Sam what's going on. Um, I'm not a big fan of Chevy Chase in this movie, and I'll get to him yeah. later on, but I just – he doesn't really work in this movie, and that scene just yeah. honestly – he could have came in and said, hey, this is what's wrong. He's heart transplant been done with it. And I think that's essentially yeah. to set up the betting joke where he bets on Rocky or Mr. T and Rocky three. That's all that was for. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I think it's probably the scene where he's getting all the, what is it? The, um, the residents of that, building that he was trying to save he's trying to get them you know what he's got them all dressed like they're going to disturb that that play and with trailer howard i mean i just felt like she didn't she didn't feel like i didn't feel like she cared about it Mm -hmm. he was just 
oh, here we go again. You know, I can't wait till this is over. Um, kind of like you with Chevy. I, I didn't really care for Chevy Chase in this either, but I didn't care for Trailer Howard in this movie. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I, they could have had... Well, I was trying to think of... We'll, we'll save it for the, the, the Eric Stoltz yeah. recast category. But, okay. yeah. yeah, so that would be your scene then? Yeah. I could kind of see that too. Um, yeah, it's just like a lot of these like really good comedies, especially like the SNL ones from probably like the mid-90s to 2008. It seems like it's just a bunch of small, funny scenes. There's really yeah. like... You have to throw a couple of uh, scenes to move the plot along and that's kind of one of them yeah well we'll call that one a tie because i don't like that one either now that you mention it yeah but um but uh all right so we'll go to the king kong ain't got shit on me award for the best line of the movie king kong ain't got shit on me i also had too many to uh come up with but uh my honorable mention is uh at the end when uh, they ha- everything's been wrapped up, the happy ending, Mitch gets in the car with, uh, oh, what's her name, Trailer Howard? Kathy. Yeah. And yeah. he says at the end, he goes, well, Dr. Farthing got over his gambling problem, but the bookies beat him to death anyways. So he's dead. That's it. Bye. <laughs> and it's, just, yeah. it's the movie. Yeah. I had that one. <laughs> and then, but my favorite one is uh, I've never seen so many dead hookers in my life. And then the guy says, Lord knows I have. Yeah, <laughs> that's you it know, for me. Uh, the, yeah, I had both of those on here as well. Um, my favorite one. Well, I'll do the honorable mention first. Um, when he hits the the recorder, note to self: making love to blow up dolls not as good as advertised. Yeah, <laughs> that one always gets me. And my favorite one. And the only reason it's my favorite one is because I've actually used it. And um, the whole, I know you, you mentioned that, you know, Chevy Chase and the, his scenes just weren't, uh, yeah, I agree. But the, when he bet on Mr. T to beat Rocky and Rocky three, mm-hmm. I actually used that one time with my ex-wife and it went through like, I don't, the joke may still, they still may believe it, but, mm-hmm. um, she was notorious for not listening to me. And I had a guy who lived next door to me, um, that I worked with and we were at work and he slipped and fell out outside and broke his leg. And I was telling her about this one day and she just wasn't paying any attention to me. He used to come over all the time and a couple weeks had passed and she's like, Hey, where's Dave been? And I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, I, he broke his leg. I'm like, he bet on Clever <laughs> Lang to beat Rocky Balboa at the end of Rocky Three. He bet five thousand dollars, and these bookies broke his leg because he couldn't pay him. <laughs> and she's just looking at me like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And it's like the next thing I know, she's picking up the phone and calling her mom and telling her mom this. And I'm like, oh god, like I'm gonna be in trouble. Because she's going to know that I'm lying, and her mom buys it. So a couple of weeks have passed, and we're all out at a dinner. I think we were at La Rosa's or something, and 
she starts asking me, how's your friend's leg? And I'm like, oh, he's healing. And then she starts to tell everybody at the table the story. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, like, it's going to come out here. And she's like, who were the fighters? And my ex-wife, well, it was Clever Lang and Rocky Balboa. And I'm like, and my brother-in-law sitting across from me about spits Pepsi all over me. Uh-huh. And he's like, he's like, you, they bought that? They think that's real? And I'm like, yeah, she don't listen to me, so... I mean, the one time she does, she takes this and just runs with it. And her dad's just kind of like, there's a fighter named Rocky Balboa. <laughs> yeah. That makes it even better that, like, no one knew <laughs> that that was a movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I was telling my brother-in-law, it's like, it's from the movie Dirty Work. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I've never seen it. And I'm, you know. Of course. It was just the perfect opportunity to use it but i mean he knew rocky three clubber lang and rocky balboa i mean come on but yeah i don't know if they ever figured it out or if anyone ever told them i just went along to this day i bet it's it's been brought up like if gambling has ever been brought up to her she's like well just don't bet too much I know a guy got his leg broken because he bet on this boxing match. He bet on a movie boxing match, and he bet on the the star to lose. Well, like she didn't even know it was a movie, though. She just thought this was no. Like a... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, that makes she it better. Legit, yeah, she legit thought it was just a boxing match that was on TV, and she's like, "Are you being serious?" I'm like, "Yeah." Mike, he broke his leg. But the thing that kind of made it even better was, I mean, I didn't see him around at all for a couple of months, but he ends up moving. So we don't really hear from him, and he never really comes back around. And so it just helped keep the joke going. Like, uh-huh. I mean, it wasn't like she could ask him. And <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean i thought for sure when she called her mom her mom would have picked it up like i mean even if you're not a rocky fan i mean if you say rocky balboa people are gonna think oh that's that movie mm-hmm. with sylvester stallone no no one and i mean even her dad her dad was just, oh there's, so there's a boxer named rocky balboa <laughs> yeah he's the italian stallion so yeah i don't to this day it's probably still believed maybe i don't know yeah she's probably like don't but don't bet on this fight i know a guy got his leg broken because he bet on a fight and it was wrong i think that's the beauty of this movie is like i seriously think that outside like in like our neck of the woods. I think the only people mm-hmm. that have seen that movie are our circle of friends and that's it. Oh yeah. So it's like, it's, yeah. it's kind of like this movie is just like, I think we've used it certain lines in this movie all the time. And like, yeah. just you even bring that up is just hysterical too. I may yeah, have to do that at some that. point. Yeah. I just seen that. I was like, okay, let's see what I can get away with. Here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it works, so... You know what? I'm going to give it to that just because that joke is probably still working, what was that, 10, 12 years later? Yeah, probably yeah. 
13, yeah, 13 yeah, years later. We're giving it to that just because I'm I will bet money that that joke is still is still working right now. Unless the brother in law confessed. You know that was a lie, right? Like, hey man, don't 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 tread on my good time. Even the fact that it lasted three weeks, two weeks, yeah. that, that wins it right there. So yeah. we're gonna give it to that one. <laughs> but there's too many there's too many to get, like to, to rattle off honorable mention wise. Yeah. But yeah, we'll give it to that one just because like you took a real life scenario and made it work. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos to you. Um, another new category. We changed this one up since the last time you were on the show. It uh, used to be the Lou Brown, give him the heater. The best okay. uh, supporting performance. We just, uh, we're calling this the McLovin now. I am McLovin. Okay. Since McLovin was like the epitome of this award. Um, okay. My nominee is Jim Downey is the homeless guy. The guy that basically yeah. he starts telling like the heartfelt stories. And they, they cue the music in the background. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I especially time. love it when he's talking about how like he's down on down and out and like how Travis mm-hmm. Cole's ruined his life and then Norm McDonald just like here's your two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what makes that work is that it, it he lets it ride for like thirty seconds. He just has that money right in front of his face and no one says a word. Yeah. He's just like here's your two dollars. <laughs> that was awesome. And then yeah. like later on he has the same thing where he's talking about how. The events that have happened since uh, Travis Cole screwed over Mitch and Sam. And he's yeah. talking about how he's like, his spirits are uplifted. He has a reason to live. And then, like, no one's around there to, like, to hear him talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could have yeah. went with Farley. Like, Farley's greatness. Uh, like, even the Gary Coleman bit is hysterical. But I just went with Jim Downey because that scene still makes me laugh every time I see it. It's like, here's your $2. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's yeah. because I'm a piece of shit human being sometimes, but it's yeah, just like that, that kind of humor just works for me. <laughs> um, I mean, he had a, a decent role in the movie, but I've got to give it to pop Jack Warden. Yeah. Uh, he, I, that he's like, like he straddles whether he's in it too much to be a nominee yeah. for this, but yeah, you know what? You're a guest, so we'll we'll roll with it. Why Jack Warden? Well, I mean his <laughs> his one liners crack me. I mean when they come in, they're oh we did it, pops. Oh good, cool, bring on the whore. <laughs> you know, we we made the money. Oh well, that's good too. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you know, handed Mitch the locket that had the picture of Pops and Mitch's mom having sex to mm-hmm. prove that he was his dad. I mean, who, who would have? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, my, the, there's so many good lines that he has. The when he shows up with that um, Don Giovanni. On stage, let me take you to Vegas, baby. You know what they say: it ain't over until a fat lady checks into a cheap hotel with pops. <laughs> I always like and that then, line he has, where uh, <laughs> at the end when he meets uh, Kathy's mom or grandma. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I forget the grandma's name, but he goes, uh, 
says something about it. He goes, I'll get something else fixed. And he whispers over to Mitch. He goes, and it rhymes with cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody fucking hears it. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. The uh, Back then, we didn't have fancy birth control methods, like pulling out. Yeah, I think a friend of ours has used that a couple times in a, a conversation as well. Yeah, I mean, he may or may not have a couple of kids at this point. <laughs> you know, Jack Warden, everything that he's in, uh, I just I look forward to it. Yeah, he had a run from like '91 until this came out, where he was just in random comedies playing a supporting role, and he just kills it in everything. Like he's uh, yeah. Grandpa and Problem Child one and two. And he's in dirty work and Yeah. <laughs> if you ever get a chance, he's in a movie called uh Used Cars with Kurt Russell. It's like yeah, this real yeah. early, like eighty one. Yeah, I I love Jack Warden. Um Problem Child. <laughs> I can't really can't really say anything bad. Uh just when he what when he's watching he has the heart attack, and Mitch and Sam are sitting there on the couch, kind of arguing back and forth. Will you two shut up! I'm trying to watch these broads work out. Yeah, like I think uh, the last time uh, fitness videos on t- like fitness shows on TV were popular was at this time too. Yeah, uh, it was like the 20 minute. I think and they were like workout. they looked like they were from like 1978. Denise Austin, ESPN two, wake up. Hey, you know what? I, I'm not going to lie and say that I never watched those early in the morning as a, uh, a developing young man. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, usually ESPN two back in the day, they always had like the weird or the off the sports that you never really see, you'd always watch those falling asleep and then you wake up Denise Austin's working out. Like, yeah, ESPN okay. two was the Ocho before it was the O like the Ocho yeah. the thing. You get extreme yeah. badminton like yeah. squirrel wrestling, shit like that. <laughs> Log rolling. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm gonna give it to Jack Warden too, just because like yeah, Jack Warden's great and Yeah. But yeah, like there's too many people to nominate for this. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, the next category we got is the Eric Stoltz Award for the performer you would recast. Um, I think I went into this earlier. Um, I would recast Chevy Chase. I just don't like him in this. Yeah. Um, just this movie really didn't play into like what makes Chevy Chase great. Like Chevy Chase was always yeah. great at being like the asshole that like pushed pushed it as far as you could go, and you'd still like him. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's just my asshole buddy. I've got a couple friends like that, too. They're like, he's he's an asshole, but you know what? We love him. He's not quite to that other side where, like, that guy's a dick and I don't like him. And it yeah. just doesn't really – he doesn't play that at all in this. Like, I could yeah. – like, when I was looking at this, I was like, why why not get Dan Aykroyd? I could see Dan Aykroyd doing that role better than Chevy oh, yeah. Chase. Mm-hmm. I agree. Or even go, um, like, left field and get, like, Martin Short. Oh, Martin yeah, Short yeah, could have been, would... like, could have played, like, one of those wacky characters that he always does. But, yeah, I would have got one of those two versus Chevy because Chevy looked like he was just kind of in it for a paycheck. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he just wasn't 
yeah, playing the scared better, you know, trying to pay off bookies. Yeah, I don't know. He just, he didn't really do it for me in this movie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, a year later, there were two actresses I was thinking, like Big Daddy comes to mind when I was going to replace Kathy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Leslie Mann. I think that would have been good. I think, been, yeah, I think she's his big daddy's what? 90, 99? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even Joey Lauren Adams, I think could have been even better than trailer Howard. Mm. But I mean, I, I kind of understand why they went the way they did, but I think that more believable uh, Leslie Mann, I think would have been perfect. Yeah. Because she could have been, I mean, we all saw her as the angry, what is it, sister-in-law or whatever, and Big Daddy. And I think she could have played that more against Norm. Mm. But then she also could have been, you know, the softer side, the love interest for him as well. Yeah. And I think, yeah, she probably would have been a better choice in my opinion. Yeah, I'd I'd be okay with that. You know, uh, when you talked about her, I was looking up. Because I, I don't remember her in really anything outside of uh, this movie. And then she was on that show Monk with Tony Shalab. Yeah. But uh, I was looking at pictures just to see, like, is there anything else she's been in? And mm-hmm. she was apparently in some show. And I, I remember it now after I had seen it uh, called Two Guys, a Girl, Two and, a girls, pizza, girl and a Pizza Place. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess apparently she dated Ryan Reynolds for a while. And I just happened yeah. to see a picture of the two of them together, and Ryan Reynolds looks like the fucking, like, the generic avatar for a skating game. He had, like, the spiked blonde hair. He had, yeah. like, some, like, <clears throat> sweater he got at Gap. And, yeah. like, a, like, that choker chain. I was like, <laughs> is that the fucking lead singer from that, uh, that crazy town band? And I was like, no, that's Ryan Reynolds. That's Shifty. That, oh, yeah, that's right. Shifty Shellshock. Yeah. He's more known for being on Celebrity Rehab than he is that band. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. So who wins this one? You know, I think we both can be in agreement on Chevy Chase not not being the the best for that role. Yeah, I um, mean, like I I don't like uh Trailer Howard too much in this either, but I think like you, you touched on the fact that she's not really. I guess you kind of don't need someone to kind of steal Norm's thunder, just yeah. to kind of go along with him to make let him shine. Yeah, as it's like okay, like she's not great, but like we can make it work. But yeah, Chevy yeah. Chase being like a comedy icon is just okay. Yeah, I, I, I want mean, Ty Webb or Fletch Chevy Chase, not this yeah. shell of himself. Yeah, he was just, he was boring, just not, not what I expected from Chevy Chase. Yeah, he, he seems to play the smug character that he's known for, but not, yeah. like, the funny smug character that he's known for. It's just, yeah, okay, you're in trouble with bookies. And honestly, like, I watch that, like, I don't give a shit if he gets killed or not, outside of the fact he needs he's needed to say pops. Yeah. But, I mean, I, they could have gotten some other doctor to... To do that. Yeah. 
Although I will say he did spawn like one of the funniest lines in the movie when Norm Macdonald wraps up the movie at the end, though. Oh yeah, that that always cracks me up. It's just uh, you always get those what like a uh, three minute. Here's what happened at the end of the movie. No, not with Norm Macdonald. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh hey, pops was saved. He paid off the bookies. He's dead now, though. That's it. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I have one unsolved mystery. Join me. Perhaps you may be able to help solve a mystery. That kind of weighs on me a little bit. And then you touched on it earlier when you said that uh, Norm was uh, thinking about doing a Dirty Work sequel. This makes me wonder, Mm -hmm. did uh, Dirty Work stay open after this movie was over? Yeah, you know, that's... Good question. Because, and like, I, it's the one thing he's good at. And he got yeah. the money that they needed to save Pops. But you also have to think, too, like, a lot of the shit that they do is, like, against the law. Yeah. And, like, going back, another funny scene is when they put the fish in the drug dealer's house. Yeah. Like, they were not, like, I'm sure that the cops would have, like, went to the neighbor's house and, like, Hey, did you see anything? Did you hear anything? Like, well, these two guys I hired to play a prank or, you know, like I seen these two guys walking in with like a box of something. Yeah. Which uh, well, that reminds me neighbor, of. The neighbor could have incriminated himself by saying that, he that's, hired them. That's true. That's true. But, you know, you could have said, like, yeah, I seen these two guys or somebody had to have seen him going in. And then their footprints, they, they step in the yeah. blood. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that reminds me of another funny scene is when uh, you hear the guy's like, he's got a chainsaw. Like, he took my chainsaw. Now he's using it on me. <laughs> that whole scene is just completely ridiculous. I mean, they're standing in that room, and uh, there's a machine gun shootout in the room next door. And, and they yet, use a grenade. No bullets. Yeah, they, they use a grenade. But yet, no bullets are flying into the room where they're at. But when they come out of the room, there's bullet holes all in the wall where they were at. <laughs> so they must have a uh, thick drywall in there. Yeah, like you be. need uh, that scene in the Dark Knight when uh, Bruce Wayne is solving that bullet, and there's like that thick chunk of brick, and they've got to like reconstruct the bullet and where. Yeah, it's it's probably like that yeah. thing. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like. I, I think that they could be open, but then, like, also, like, there's no way that that business would last because people would catch on to it then. And then, like, well, yeah, is this a dirty work thing or what? So, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of makes me wonder. Well, you know, I was thinking about, like, how you could kind of incorporate it now that, you know, Norm's gone, wouldn't it? I've always wanted him to make the second stepbrother. What if we did, like, Prestige Worldwide – and they take over Dirty Work, and you have uh, Dale and Brennan running Dirty Work. Oh, dude. I mean. Let's write would, that script. I mean, Let's write it. What 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 kind of, I mean, they could, like, taunt Derek. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah, would it have, would it have stayed open? I mean, they destroyed that equip that heavy machinery. So there's obviously, you know, a felony. Um, 
they destroyed that building. Yeah, there's got to be a way around making it legal to do what they're doing. Right, and it almost makes me wonder, too, if Travis Cole doesn't try to sue them for that, you know, for the the $50,000 that he writes the check for. uh, Yeah. You know, essentially blackmail, even though he's pure... Clearly guilty, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That was one of the things I always wondered. Like, is was dirty work open after this? But I no, that's a good question. I, and if they're not, what is he? What what did he do for work? Because what well, did he we, say we, he had like thirteen jobs in four months. Yeah, so we know he's not a good pizza delivery driver. We know he doesn't. He's not a good movie theater uh, concession stand worker. Yeah, that's the only thing he's good at. Yeah. And playing pranks. Find a way to, yeah, you had to find a way to make it legal. I know but, Kathy probably ends up like getting with him and he goes to college or something. and. Oh, uh, completely ruined. Yeah. <laughs> There's dirty work too, everybody. Mitch is an accountant. Oh, that, uh, yeah, I'm sure that'll... Um, bust the budget or the the earnings from movie number one. We want to go see Dirty Work Two and Mitch's crunch and numbers. Yeah, it's like a fifteen minute video on Funny or Die. Yeah, that's that's it. That's all we're giving you. All right Sorry. for the for the final award, who uh, the I'm the King of the World award for who wins the movie? I'm the King of the World. I mean, this is pretty cut and dry. Yeah. I mean, it's Norm Macdonald. Yeah. Yep, easily. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty much, I mean, I know uh, my normal co-host, Lucas, thought this was essentially an extended Saturday Night Live skit, but, like, this is really a showcase for what makes Norm MacDonald great, I think. Yeah, I, you know, you and I talked, we we always feel like anytime Norm MacDonald is doing anything, he's never playing a character, he's just being Norm MacDonald. And I seriously think you could have gone through this movie without referring to him as Mitch and just calling him Norm because mm-hmm. that's exactly what he was doing is exactly what Norm McDonald would do. Well, like, um, a thing that I always, like, a criteria that I always have for, like, who I pick to win the movie, whether it's the director, uh, you know, the studio, like I've given out a couple times, but, like, for the actor, like, don't change anything about the movie, just replace that person was somebody else, is it still the same movie? Yeah. And I don't think you could do that with this. No. Because, no, like, I, yeah, Norm's yeah. A, a, like a once-in-a-lifetime comedian. There's really nobody prior or since in it kind of has his style of comedy. Yeah. And, yeah, I just, like, they, I mean, you can tell he wrote it because, like, it, it meshes well with what he does best. So, no, I don't think yeah. you can really give this to anybody else. No, 100% agree. I just don't see anyone else being able to pull off the gags and the humor. That's uh, And I know it's one of those movies you either love or you hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, It's a standard definition cult classic movie. Yeah, I have a um, feeling I told Lucas when uh... – or I, maybe I didn't tell him this, but yeah, I have a feeling this is probably going to be my, my least listened to episode so far. Yeah. Just because, like... Oh, <laughs> uh, dirty work. Come yeah, because it's one of those movies that, like you said, either you love it or you hate it. 
Yeah. Uh, and it's not like a big time movie, so. But yeah. you know what? You can watch it on HBO Max, so do yourself a favor and check it out. Yeah, I mean, it can't hurt to to check it out. And it's only an hour and 20 minutes, too, which I thought was like, like I got on HBO Max the other day. It said, like, running time, like an hour and 23 minutes. Like, that's it? Yeah. It's like, damn. I mean, it's, uh, I yeah, I, I had gotten home last Friday, and I was like, I didn't realize it was on HBO. I mean, I have the, the DVD, so I was like, oh, let me just run it on here, and you know, as I was taking notes, I was like, I was laughing and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done taking notes. I just want to watch this through mm-hmm. and get what I get from it. And well, I, I think it's one of those movies that you and I have seen enough to where we really don't have to take. Well, yeah. I made a joke, uh, on our last episode that, uh, me being of a little bit more advanced age, Lucas said he hadn't seen training day in, a few years where I had to watch it again. I hadn't watched it in a long time. Yeah. But that's usually for me, like I just have to write down notes for like, oh yeah, I remember that scene or that line was funny that I may not remember, but yeah. But I've got, I think this is probably one of the, the comedies I've probably seen the most. Oh yeah. So it really was just a nice stroll down memory lanes. I haven't watched it in forever, so. Yeah, I mean, it's probably been about uh, 10 years, and I know I've seen it probably 50, 60 times, and I always catch it on, well, they used to run it on USA all the time, mm-hmm. and I would all, I, just wherever it was at, oh, let me... Well, I know for me, it. it was in my, uh, my normal rotation of films that uh, I watched after I'd uh, taken a dance with the devil's lettuce. It's like, oh, let's put on dirty work. Like, okay, we sit there and laugh for an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was one of those, yeah, when I'd go out and there's nothing on TV, oh, let me put in dirty work before I go to bed. Yep. Right. Yeah, that was another one, too, just like a, a staple of, like, movies that you've seen so much, they're still great, but they end up kind of, you kind of get into that routine of, like, okay, they're going to say this next, they're going to say that next, and you kind of fall asleep to them. Although, yeah, dirty work. Sometimes though, that also didn't work out because I start laughing like, okay, well, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm just gonna sit up and watch the rest of this now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get to a certain point and you're like, okay, yeah, I've got to, I got to see this part. Okay, I got to see this. Uh, might as well just finish it. Right. That's exactly how it is too. That's like, it's just one of those movies that uh, you can't help but like. You could pop it on, and even if you're just playing its background noise, you're going to laugh at something. Yeah. Yeah. All right, right, man. Well, uh, is there anything you want to add before we wrap this bad boy up? Nope. Uh, Well, I will say, you know, it sucks that we're not going to get anything more from Nor. I mean, he's a genius of his time um, and probably one of the, the best comedians of our time. Mm. Um, and I know a lot of people aren't going to agree with that because he wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but yeah, I mean that sucked when you heard last Tuesday he had passed. Yeah. 
Like, celebrity deaths don't really bother me that much. Like, oh, man, that sucks. He passed away. But, man, like, when I read that, like, that's kind of like a kick in the gut. I was like, oh, man, really? You had to do – you had to take him? Yeah. And, I mean, it's – well, I mean, even the the SNL celebrity Jeopardy. I mean, he was this – he was the second best guest on that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Can't can't really beat Sean Connery. But (laughs) – uh, Turd Ferguson. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, I I encourage people that if you watch Dirty Work and you like it, you want to f- uh, check out more of his stuff. Uh, YouTube. I can't tell you how many videos. Uh, like, there's uh, all of his stuff when he was on Conan. Like, he was Conan, one of Conan's yeah. best guests. Uh, he was on Letterman. He killed it on Letterman too. Oh yeah. Uh, you can also find like the Bob Saget roast. That yeah. that was really good, and you can find just all kinds of compilations on uh, like Saturday Night Live stuff that he did. Um, one of my favorite ones that he did was uh, they did the Star Wars screen test. Yeah, they would take different actors and like, okay, what if uh, what if Richard Dreyfus auditioned for C three PO and they did like an impression of him, but. <clears throat> Uh, Burt Reynolds auditioned for Darth Vader, and it was it was Norm Macdonald's Dar- uh, Burt Reynolds as Darth Vader. Yeah, <laughs> and he had the helmet on his head. It was like he had that curly hair, and it wouldn't fit right over his head. And he's just chomping on the gum. Yeah, you can find tons of Norm Macdonald stuff on YouTube, and I highly recommend if you're in the mood for a good laugh. If you like Norm Macdonald's brand of humor, if you're new to him, definitely get on there and check it out. Oh, um, and also Peacock has a Remembering Norm McDonald special on there. Oh, giving a shout uh, out to the cock? Yeah. Um, That's what I'm calling the also, Peacock Network now, the cock. <laughs> I think I'll take that and, and I'll I'll borrow that from you. The big um, C. But, they, yeah, but, you know, also the SNL, all the seasons of SNL are on there, so... You want to jump oh yeah, on they are, watch. aren't they? Yeah, that's you go back and watch the the celebrity Jeopardy with Turd Ferguson and the weekend updates. Oh yeah, and yeah, those are some of the best fucking gold. Of, yeah, easily. All right. Well, hey man, it was uh, nice having you back on. Sorry, Lucas had to be a wet blanket and not come on tonight. Oh, that's cool. But we love you anyways, Thanks, Lucas. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. Well, uh, until next time, Jason, once again, it was a pleasure having you on. And thanks for uh, joining me for an hour so we can talk about Norm and Dirty Works. That was pretty awesome. Thanks for having me. Can't wait to be on again. Oh, you'll be back. Like I said, I scoured the earth to find find suitable co-host. All right. You were systematically uh, selected. I entered your stats That's into good. a database, and it's like, choose him. Like, cool, I, right on top of it. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, man, we'll talk at you guys later. Bye, everybody. And that wraps up this week's episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. On next Monday's episode, we are joined by Gage from the Knights of Degradation Podcast for Friday the 13th Part 2. If you remember uh, back in... 
July, June, July, we did a contest where we asked you guys to give us a review on iTunes, and Gage was the lucky winner of that, so he got to pick the episode, and that's the one we're doing, which is right on time for Halloween, so be sure to check us out next Monday. You can go to uh, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can check out the Couch Potato Podcast, wherever you get podcasts, so we will see you guys next Monday. Bye, everybody.